It's uh, it's Wednesday. It's the ATO show. Uh, we're gonna do a special headline edition, given all the craziness that's occurred over the last forty-eight, seventy-two hours. Uh, we're let's start about Marquise Chris's trade uh, trade request. That's what we're talking about, right? There, there was a great tweet today that uh, was uh, Marquise Chris was uh, asking his agent to leak it again. <laughs> oh right. man. Okay. Uh, headline number one. Agent Rich Paul has notified the New Orleans Pelicans that All-NBA forward Anthony Davis has no intention of signing a contract extension if and when presented, and that he has requested a trade, Paul told ESPN on Monday. That's according to Woj. That was the bombshell that broke everything open. I don't Including think this Davis's is... wallet. I, I, don't, I don't think this is what the Celtics wanted to hear. I think we all knew that this was kind of an inevitability, but to see it happen now... Uh, a few days before the trade deadline, when the Celtics cannot trade for him, uh, it definitely seems like a power move and that Anthony Davis has his sights set on the Lakers. Um, so I, not good news from my perspective. It's it's not good news, but I also feel like this is also the Lakers kind of realizing that they're they're up against it. They've got to go now. I think the Lakers realize that they don't have the trade asset package to stand up against, like, you know, the Sixers or the um, Celtics or any of the other heavyweights that can really put some skin in the game because Brandon Ingram isn't good. He's 408th in uh, real plus minus right now. Lonzo Ball is probably their best asset, and he's not great. He's, like, fine. Um, He's injured again. Yeah, and he's injured again. They need to do something like this. So this is Rich Paul... Forcing the Pelicans' hand, trying to make it clear that he uh, – trying to control his destination a little bit to make it either, you know, the Lakers or New York. And, you know, the timing of this is suspect because it is, you know, the Celtics are, you know, by – as everyone probably knows now um, with, you know, they can't have two Rose Rule exception players on um, – under – contract on the roster at the same time so they cannot trade for Anthony Davis until Kyrie Irving has a new contract um so hypothetically he could uh sign an extension that's generally the what the capologists um say he's not going to do that it's an insane amount less money it's not like a couple million dollars less money it's like literally 60 or 80 million dollars less there's no way Kyrie Irving is going to do that so don't 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 do that. They're not gonna. Don't assume that's gonna happen. That was Sam Sheehan. We also got the Zaire, Lucky's Pipe, and Efren with us here today. I forgot to introduce them. Um, well, yeah, we're, that was we're, my fault. <laughs> we're about a week from the uh, trade deadline now. Does anyone think that Anthony Davis gets traded within the next week? I don't think so. It makes. Um, I look at it like this, and and it's so many rumors, and uh, it's just too much to get involved in. But I will say that LeBron wins no matter what, because if Anthony Davis does go to the Lakers, then that's great for him. If not, and let's say he goes to the Celtics, I think that's great for LeBron too. Because mm-hmm. if somehow if somehow you can have uh, LeBron muscle the, the Lakers to, to the finals somehow, if, if that can happen, which has happened, <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. if, he can, if he can get some talent, but even if he can figure it out, and you can just have a Lakers-Celtics rivalry with two guys um, that are that are managed by the same company. Like all the money's in house, 
You know what I'm saying? So it looks like it just it just seems like um it's a win win for for LeBron James anyway and his um his his friend's company, which I think he has stake in, no matter what anybody says. Yeah. So the Lakers, the Lakers and Knicks um, immediately jumped to the forefront as teams um, probably most positioned to and willing to to make an offer, uh, given that Anthony Davis wants to play in a big city. I don't know. I don't know how much you can win with the Knicks, uh, but uh, I mean, it's it's possible. But I mean, does, does anyone think that they can put together a big enough of a package to convince Dell Demps? And New Orleans to not wait until the summer when the Celtics can get involved. Lakers or Knicks? Uh, they'd have to put everything in. You know what I'm saying? You need to. The Celtics have Jason Tatum, which is sort of a trump card over any of these other assets that they have. Um, I listened to the Dunk Down podcast earlier, and they did their mock trade deadline. Friend of the show. They ended up. Yeah, friend of the show. Uh, definitely huge friends of the show. Uh, but they, in their mock trade deadline, they traded. Um, they traded Anthony Davis to the Knicks at the trade deadline for, I think it was Chris Tapps Porzingis, the top one protected 2019 pick that would convert to two firsts and some other stuff like Luke Cornett for, and for Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee, which I think is insane because they it, did it for a top you know, one protected. pick. Yes. In a one player draft. Like, so uh, you maybe, can't get Zion. Zion. Exactly. That's why it's insane. And, you know, I understand. I, I think, you know, if I were to take my green colored glasses off for a second, you know, I think we would all, it's probably fair to say that a healthy Kristaps Porzingis is probably better than Jason Tatum right now. I understand that, but he's also got two less years of team control. He's going to be a restricted free agent this year, and he's coming. He's a seven foot three guy coming off of knee surgery. Um, <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> yeah, not close. Especially if you're taking back salary. <laughs> yeah, and you're taking back Tim Hardaway Jr.'s enormous fart of a deal, and the uh, Courtney Lee was not a small contract either. Um, no, for uh, her, her poor thing is, is, is it just? I mean, if, if that's the the, the crown jewel, you, you got to see him play. Right. And I, I just – I can't imagine the Pelicans looking at that and saying, yeah, we're cool with that, not knowing if they're getting Zion. Um, it just makes so much no, more they sense. Know they, they know they're totally. not getting Zion. Yeah. In knowing that trade not. scenario, they know yeah. they just traded Anthony Davis for probably – so he can go play with New York and maybe play with Zion too or they don't get the pick. I mean – Like yeah. some other team has Zion. It just makes sense to wait and see where everybody's picks fall in the summer. It's not like the Lakers and Knicks deals won't be there right be there in the summer. That idea is ridiculous. The only I'll give it to Knicks. I'll give it to Knicks fans in the sense that that deal is probably better than anything the Lakers can put together. Like the Lakers have the ability to say we'll put everything on the table, and then you look at everything and you're like, well, that's not that good, but okay. Uh, we hear you, and you put you'll give us ten players for one player. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, at, at least the Knicks deal has upside because you got Porzingis in there. I mean, at the Lakers guys look like starters. Uh, you know, maybe yeah. for, for, for like like Dude, like, like we can if talk Lonzo about Portland. Shoots. Portland has legitimate assets, like all stars, to give to yeah. New Orleans. Perspe- perspe- like perspectively, the Lakers have the idea of maybe. One of them learns how to eat spinach at a higher rate, and, and <laughs> maybe there. Um, I just yeah, but I, chances, are, chances are he won't stay in Portland, man. Like yeah, I, I yeah. hate. To, I, I'm not even saying it being yeah, about Toronto. Me. Toronto quit a, traded for Kawhi, like without like a, a huge. And he's gonna leave. Guarantee. Yeah, everyone says he's going to the Clippers, and <laughs> I don't know. 
But that's it. Like, like with Toronto, it's a bigger situation because you you got an opportunity to win a championship. Portland, I'm not saying they can't, but their chances are a whole lot less than Toronto's, or at least to get to the finals. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But but the deal that's with Portland, it, it isn't even about being a small market. Uh, that's a part of it. But I think with Portland, man, it's just their organization, man, they've had a hard time um, keeping great players. And uh, those who have stayed have been injury prone at times. And those like, you know, it's just been a, it's been a tough, $70 million. But they had to. They had to spend <laughs> the money on somebody. And he was like the best thing available. So it was kind of like a, a bad situation for them. But but once again, like Portland, Portland isn't the worst franchise, but it just seems like they're that stuck in the second tier franchise forever, you know, yeah. ever since yeah. Bill Walton injury. I mean, they would trade. I'm just saying. I'm just saying they would, they would trade CJ McCollum for Anthony Davis, you know, for two yeah. playoff runs. Um, you, any day of the week. It's just uh, I, I don't see the Pelicans yeah. going all out after a guy who's kind of a sub all star. Right. The only, the only real. Like, you're better off waiting if you're the Pelicans because everything is still going to be there. The only difference is teams like the Lakers and maybe some other teams that are going to be in the playoffs who might want Anthony Davis for two guaranteed playoffs instead of one. But that's, that's semantics. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you can squint and make that argument, and yeah, I guess, but... I don't know. I, I don't. Let's Anthony let's go through Davis. a couple of the, of the top teams here. Um, okay. So 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 more from Haynes, Philadelphia, which as I, you know, yeah. it, it's looking more and more like Chris Haynes' sources uh, are are generally the Rich Paul, uh, <laughs> Anthony Davis uh, <laughs> yeah. vortex yeah. Uh, right here. Yes. But uh, let's let's go with it. Um, Philadelphia, which could put together a fairly competitive offer for Davis, currently has no plans to pursue a deal. Sources said Rich Paul of Clutch Sports represents Davis and Ben Simmons, and a deal centered on swapping um, his clients. Is is highly unlikely. It just kind of goes to show what a power player uh, uh, Rich Paul is. Um, yeah. Well, that's just so funny because that's like the deal that the the one that like I look at as a Celtics fan that terrifies me because Ben Simmons as a single singular asset is as much as we like to dunk on him probably a better asset than anything we have singularly right at this point. Um, so at the fact that Rich people. Paul's just blowing that up and is like, no, we're not doing that. It's like, all right, cool, man. Yeah, but Thanks. at the same time, like, <laughs> all right, but why isn't Philly considering Embiid? Because I would be. That's well, Embiid that's, is a person that he he. All right, he's on. He's healthy right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the sell high moment. And like, he's how, how can I guarantee that that's going to happen in the future? Yeah, right. I know he's great. He can put up Shaq numbers, but maybe yeah. Anthony Davis is. They say that he can also do those things. So I, I can't I, see that materializing like over the next yeah. week. They actually, well, they actually talked about that that also on Dunked On, and they that they, that they were much more even handed about that. Like he, um, and I tend to agree with them that they they said you you know you could trade it. Trading Embiid is kind of the the one that's there, you know. Um, and, but um, and you know to their credit, you know because he was so injured when he signed that extension, he is on a pretty good deal. Like it's real below value, so it's actually really valuable. But the problem is that he's really tight with ownership. Um, and I like, don't know, man. That's he watches like put, anime. Can we just talk about like I can be Stan, uh, the coward of Ben Simmons all day, but like Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, and Anthony Davis. Yeah, no, that's a terrifying a team dude. together. Yeah. <laughs> <like> yeah. <laughs> No, I mean that one probably actually makes that the Ben Simmons one I think makes the most sense, but the 
the Embiid one is there. Why does Simmons make more sense though? Because he ruins the floor. You get rid of the floor spacing. Anthony Davis makes the floor better than Ben Simmons. To even Embiid, I know, does. Embiid and Anthony Davis are like a push, but like Anthony Davis is probably better than Embiid if we're going to be honest. Right. I think they can play together, but that's just me. I don't know. I think when you, I think you see two good big players, you know, dominate the Warriors. Like they would, if they got to the finals, they could really cause serious. Matchup problems for the Warriors with an Embiid Davis front court, I think. The but. best team that played the Warriors was the Rockets, and they were playing like one big in Capella and shooters. Yeah, no, they, and then they, there's they got the closest. Yeah, there's also the Thunder from back in the day with, and it was like friggin' Enos Cantor and Stephen Adams destroying them on the boards. So that's true. Report Raptors expected to make an offer for Anthony Davis. I, I mean, that's a Siakam Ananobi yeah. thing. It's yeah. intriguing to me, I guess, but, like, Siakam's probably older than I think most people think he is. Um, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, like, what, 24, I think? Yeah. Um, he also doesn't strike me as a guy who would do better with a bigger role, you know, as the guy. I, yeah, I just don't see the would upside have, with that kind of, with a package based around Would you rather have picks. OG, OG or Ingram? Ooh. Uh, I would say OG personally. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so now Siakam or Lonzo? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think we all agree the Lakers package is trash. I mean, but the uh, Lakers think they got him, and LeBron also thinks he has him because he's the one that's floating stuff to like Rick Buecher and his yeah. agent is like. So they're causing this whole thing. So they obviously think they have this like kill all package to no. force a deal in ten days. There's a lot of teams that have better packages. No, I, I think they realize. I, I think it's the opposite. I think they realize they don't have the assets, and they basically need. This is why you have Brad Windhorst going on the the post podcast and saying over and over again that Anthony Davis still has a card to play. Anthony Davis still has a card to play. Basically, talking directly to Anthony Davis and saying you need to say you'll only sign with the t- Lakers, <laughs> like. Yeah. Sam, okay, well, that's blowing up our podcast. We can't afford these expenses. Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, multiple league sources expect the agent and star to soon deliver word throughout the league that Davis's preferred destination is the Lakers and that he'll become a rental player until 2020 with a trade anywhere else. Yeah, so that's that's the card. I mean, it huh. is it is clear that Anthony Davis prefers the Lakers. I I, I think we knew it like a month ago. Um, now it's become even more clear, and. That's that's the worrisome part of all of all these stories that we've been hearing. Uh, yeah. How many stories have we had that this player prefers the Lakers? I mean, we've had Kawhi. Mm-hmm. We had Paul George. Paul George, yeah. We Paul had George. Anthony Davis. Um, I mean, we probably had I don't know Rudy Gay. There's there's just so <laughs> many players like yeah. Carmelo. It's been, that way. it's been that way since the nineties, man. Since yeah. The 90s. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge will not be afraid, though. I think that's for certain. Yeah. No, I mean this is the, this is not this is less of a risk to me than the than the Kawhi thing to me. Um, even for a team that's like not the Celtics, like I think this is less of a risk for like the the any of the teams that might have been looking at Kawhi um, outside of LA because this I I don't know. It seems more like Anthony Davis just wants to get out. And he kind of has Rich Paul in his ear right now, um, with in in that vacuum of not having any other voices in the room. Um, so 
I don't know. I, I I would not worry too much about that. Can, is Memphis on the table? Oh, Triple boy. J and Gasol. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, guys. Honestly. Yeah, Zier. I, I, I can see... I can see a team taking a chance on it because things change rapidly, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like we go, we go from year to year. Oh, this team is going to be the next so-and-so. This team is going to be sucky for the next so-and-so. And then it, it just flip-flops overnight sometimes. So, mm-hmm. you know, in two years, in two years, LeBron James could be retired. He could be somewhere else. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Le- LeBron James in two years, as crazy as it sounds, in two years, LeBron James could be averaging 15 points per game. He's like panicking. Like he's like he sees the team and how bad they are. It's like we have to make something happen. That's what it feels like. Yeah. I hope I hope out of all of this, the Lakers miss the playoffs. But I'd like. I mean, I just kind of um, kind of want to entertain the idea. Are Gar Foreman and John Paxson crazy enough to uh, think that uh, they could clear out enough cap space and be a player in free agency? I. I mean, this would this it would obviously have to be after the lottery and assuming that the Bulls get the number one pick. Because then they're really in play here because, you know, they could do yeah. a package around Zion. Jabari Parker's a team option next year for $20 million. So that's yeah. going to clear out some money. And, I mean, Laurie Market and Chris Dunn, however you want to do it, you can make a deal work easily with Jabari Parker's expiring. I mean, it, it seems worth the risk. I mean, it's, it's, it's Anthony freaking Davis. Well, they're we're crazy talking enough, here. right? Those two, they're, they're perpetually thinking that they could yeah. be but, better than they are. Yeah, But Anthony Davis purportedly does not want to um, – Resign in Chicago, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean there's it, not. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, you could rule out a lot of teams. I'm not sure they're ones that uh, you could rule out. I mean, my personal opinion is, you know, I'd be surprised if a deal gets done over the mm-hmm. next week, um, just because you know, unless Anthony Davis like shatters his leg over, or like tears at ACL or something like that over the next few months, these monster deals are going to be available um, in the summer, and you know, we're going to see who gets the Zion pick. The Celtics are going to enter the fray, um, and Ainge is going to be aggressive. <clears throat> um, let's let's keep going. Uh, next headline. This is also from uh, Chris Haynes in that explosive article regarding team preferences. Boston is not a top target for Davis. Sources said, whoever those sources may be. Yeah. There's there's a growing belief of uncertainty that Kyrie Irving will re-sign with Boston. Sources said, even though he vowed yeah, to do let's so. Let's fucking go. At the beginning of the season. Damn. More today from Rick Buecher. Um, yeah, the, the reputable Rick Buecher, uh, Kyrie Irving, reportedly genuinely interested in reuniting with LeBron in Los Angeles. Gee, I wonder where this report came from. I wonder. Let me think what about it. What do you think, Does it have anything to do with a Rich Paul? Who, who often? I don't know. Maybe. So this this report, I will say this: there is some frustration from Kyrie Irving. Of course, there is because this team is not performing the way he had hoped and he is carrying a huge load and he doesn't want to be the James Harden of New England, okay? But it's January. He hasn't made any kind of seismic decision like that. And let's say even if he is a little unhappy and a little unsure, don't you think bringing Anthony Davis aboard may quell all of those fears or concerns for Kyrie Irving? Sure. Yeah, I know he's. Yeah, he's interested. You know, I'm interested in a two-headed turtle. Um, you know, I look at it. I'm like, oh, that would be weird. Rick Buecher, God love his heart. I don't like trashing. I don't like trashing people when I'm not super familiar with him. But he, my man has gotten a lot wrong. <laughs> like a lot wrong. Doesn't this seem like the least likely thing that we've heard out of everything that Kyrie Irving? 
who wanted to get out of LeBron's shadow desperately to the extent that he was sulking essentially for, for two straight years in Cleveland um, now wants to get back under his wing and, and, and be, be in his shadow once again. I mean, it, it just seems ridiculous. I, I cannot, I don't know. I, did you guys see Jackie Mack on around the horn today? Yeah. You she basically, <laughs> yeah, she basically just scoffed at it, which was pretty good. You know, she made the point, you know, yeah, he's frustrated. Like we can all see that, you know, he's, uh, spank as the Rifts man put it on our last show, spanking Jalen Brown on the back of his kneecaps, and <laughs> it would be uh, honestly kind of a heroic troll if he announced before the season he's he's coming back and then <laughs> went to the Lakers <laughs> in the off season. Like that would be an incredible uh, own of Cavs, Dan. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he should totally should do that. <laughs> I, I don't know. May, maybe maybe. You know, maybe Kyrie leaves. He, I honestly, I think it's more likely that he goes to uh, New York than him going to LA personally. But what do I know? We've heard buzz that um, Anthony Davis uh, and Irving are are, are kind of tight, um, and that they they want to play with each other. Yeah, it'd be it'd be nice if uh, amidst all this, if Kyrie came out and, and reaffirmed uh, his intent to to sign with the Celtics. I don't see any reason why he would do that, though. But you know, I, I still think odds are he remains a, a Celtic. And I think that if you get into the summer, Danny Ainge isn't going to let Anthony Davis slip through his fingers. I, I, I can't yeah. see it unless some team comes up with an offer that has to beat Boston. And that's just going to be a monster mm-hmm. offer. I really think that Danny Ainge would put Tatum in there and some picks. Um, yeah. And that's going to trump pretty much everything except for, uh, you know, one of the Philly deals that we've talked about um, or a, a Zion deal. No, no, nothing else that we've mentioned comes remotely close. No, no. I mean, and that's the, the blog, the yeah. Pelicans blog said it, they like ranked it themselves. Like Lakers was in the thousands and <laughs> Zion was first because a lot of, I mean, he's just playing unbelievable. And uh, like the Celtics were right there and, yeah, Philly has some good stuff to do. You, yeah, you want like a twenty-something amazing all-star talent that can score. Yeah. Those are good things to have. You want to use logic, of course, but I, like I said, the NBA never surprises me, man. Like you'll yeah. you'll sit around, you'll see a trade, and you'll go. For example, when when the sees the alleged Justice Winslow trade, I mean that yeah. was a great. You see what I'm saying? Like you, yeah. you just never know. Uh, the Pelicans might go. You know what? We don't want to trade him to Boston. We want to trade him to um, whoever else who, who's giving us a bag of rocks. Like, like it could happen that way. And, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, I think, I think uh, as a Celtic fan, like you can't get too caught up into this because you have an organization that's building the right way. You know what I'm saying? So no matter if they get Anthony Davis or not. It's like you got to be like the Spurs. You know, the Spurs didn't care what the Lakers were doing. The Spurs didn't care what the Suns were doing. The Spurs didn't care what anybody was doing. They continued doing what they were doing, and it worked for them. And I think that's the way the Celtics got to look at it. Like, if we get Anthony Davis, great, but if not, so what? Where's your guys' line? I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna be honest about it, what's your line? What's the deal that is like? No, is it Jalen and Jason? Because I don't want to get rid of Jason, and honestly, I don't want to get rid of Smart. I think That's, those are two players that I cannot – those – at least Smart. Smart is like the identity of the team. Right. And this, I think 
Yeah, this Sorry. is Sam's Hill to die on. Yeah, here, let, let, let me let me let me cue up my Muy Caliente take. Um, I I I would rather bend over backwards. I would rather put all four pieces. I think you've got to put in Tatum. I, I don't know if you can negotiate around Tatum. I think Tatum's clearly the best asset, but I would put. The other three assets of uh, Memphis Kings, uh, um, Jalen in before I would put in Marcus Smart, just because I think Marcus Smart is going to be so important with his low usage, you know, uh, ability, glue guy, what he did. People to say glue guy a lot, but I think it's a grease guy. He is grease guy. the yeah. lubrication. Yes. He gets it in yeah. the hole. Preach you, know, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keep uh, his play. His play has been unreal. Uh, yeah. This 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 season. Not not only is he the best perimeter defender in the league, but he's up to thirty seven, thirty eight from three. Um, and like you said, he's an offense greaser. Um, just the the way yeah. that he's been moving the ball around. And did you guys see that behind the back pass? He threw oh my the god! Terry back door cut yesterday. That was incredible. <laughs> like we just hey, forget man. that Marcus Smart's Go. like a point guard. Like and he can just do stuff like that. Like. Because we're just so used to him being like a, a literal five-position defender who can do everything else, the best small rebounding guard in the league now that Tony Allen's out of the league. Like, he's <laughs> like it really is unreal. And I really think that, you know, we've, we've already seen this season from hell with all the Celtics guys sort of struggling to mesh, you know, all the talent struggling to come together and how difficult that is. And I really think that, Marcus Smart is going to tie a championship team together for years and years down the road. All right, two more things on Anthony Davis, and then we'll move on to other stories. Um, one, no. uh, Sam Amick, <laughs> the good one. Uh, as as far as for the notion that Irving isn't a sure thing to resign anymore, reported on Monday by Yahoo Sports, a source with knowledge on his situation said there is no reason to believe that's the case. Um, yeah, again, I'm just it's it's January. Still, we still have a playoff run uh, yeah. to to go through. I, you know, a lot a lot of things can happen. I I, I think it, it's a little too soon for uh, these ridiculous rumors to start coming out. Um, the other one that I wanted to touch on was that the the Pelicans released a um a, a press brief um, saying that they were disappointed in Anthony Davis's decision, um, but they are in no rush to be forced into. Um, making a rash move, um, which seems to me to indicate that they want to wait to the summer when a couple more possibilities open up because they're not impressed by uh, what they've been hearing from the Lakers and Knicks. Just my two cents. Well, there's been some fishy stuff going on because Shams reported that uh, Davis was fined 50K. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I don't know why. I haven't seen seen why he was fined that kind of money. But also the Pelicans are going to be pushing for tampering issues. So yeah. this is all this is this is like kind of insane, but but uh, Matt, going back real quick to what you were saying about the line that you draw, that Memphis pick is is pretty strong for me, yeah. especially if this if it if it ends up conveying in that double draft where the high school players are eligible. I mean, that's to get rid of that pick right now is a little bit short sighted, especially considering Memphis is they're tearing it down. So we're not getting that pick this year. It's it's. It, it's going to yeah. fall behind eight. That Memphis pick to me is that's right there with with Jalen and Smart. For me at this point, it's kind of that's they want Jason Tatum, and I'm like, all right, guys, just yeah, 
don't take my Jalen and Marcus Smart. <laughs> take, take Tatum. Let me keep that Memphis pick. Take the sack pick. You know, take the Clippers pick, whatever you want. But the, if the Celtics remain with those wait. three assets and come away with Anthony oh, Davis, oh, it's, it's a clear win. You guys are saying you wouldn't trade Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown for Anthony Davis straight up. You wouldn't do that. Oh no, I, I would. I would do that, but I would. But would that? But that would be that would mean we kept Tatum. So yeah. <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> I, I think that they're going to need us to put in Tatum on, in any deal. I don't think I don't think we're getting this done without Jason Tatum. In I deal. just have to make sure I was hearing the right thing because yeah. you know, yeah. as, as 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 hard as I've been on Marcus Smart, I can appreciate the season that he's having. You know, he is definitely um, just doing he's he's doing the most he can with what he has, and you know, I, I really like that he's going all out as usual, and it's efficient now. So that's dope. But yeah, if you if you ask me, you know, Jason, not Jason Tatum, but Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart and whatever draft pick you want for Anthony Davis, if that's all you want, then take him. Marcus Smart, um, you know, is definitely, you know, he's something special. But I'm going to say this, though. I think he. Well, I I think Zaire was about to say that uh, Marcus Smart's uh, playing at an MVP level. Best player that ever lived. Yeah, I think that was. That um, he, he, you know, Marcus Smart's currently fifteenth in real plus minus. That's not shocking. He's no, he's, he's honestly like Draymond Green now, but better. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade Smart and Jalen for honestly, like it's for sentimental reasons. I don't. I think. I think the. I think the Boston team drastically changes if you lose Smart. Mm-hmm. I think he's an integral part of like the team's make, and he has some kind of like mind mesh with. Brad Stevens, and they can't miss the playoffs. And I don't know if it was a blood <laughs> oath. I don't know if it happened in a different time scale or simulation. I don't know what it was, but I'm okay to ride this out until he retires. Yeah. Amen. Um, Good luck. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm bracing myself for Marcus's shooting to fall off the cliff, um, but uh, we're not going to talk about that. It, it may not this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have you have baseball players that have big hitting years, and then they go back to 250, you know? Like, it happens sometimes. I'm, I'm just saying, with this guy, like, I think he's – I think it's a big part of being with, with Brad Stevens and being in this, being in this uh, organization. Like, it's been perfect for Marcus Smart. Like, like he has – think about it. If, he's, if, he, if he put up the offensive numbers that he put up in another team, in another situation, man, he might be near out the league. You see what I'm saying? But Brad yeah. Stevens is like, yo, yo, I'm cool with you missing these shots as long as you're doing this other thing. And another coach might not have the patience for that. You know what I'm saying? Another coach might be like, you know what? No, you can't shoot. Get out of here. You know what I'm saying? So so he's in the right place for him to thrive. I mean, that that would have been a bad coach if he was like, you know, we're, we, we gain points when you're on the court, but that's crappy that you but, shoot and miss. Hey, listen, what, what you're saying is, is right, but, but think about it's been a lot of players in this league that haven't been valued, you know what I'm saying, the right way. Yeah. And so you got guys that, that you know, oh, I see a guy coming up. I see a rookie that I can draft that can score uh, 18, 20 points a night. And you know what, Marcus Smart, your defense ain't selling tickets. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, right. so if you put – if you put Marcus Smart in Phoenix or Marcus Smart in Sacramento or or in a bad organization, he like I said, he might be playing his way out the league right now. Yeah. Here's uh, Brad Stevens on Baines and Smart's uh, three-point shooting. Those are our Splash Brothers. 
<laughs> which was taken the literally warriors, by uh, yeah, the Warriors fans got mad at that. <laughs> that rules. Steven's doing irony and just yeah. like enraging <laughs> enraging the Warriors NBC account is so funny. How dare you like, compare Aaron Baines to Steph? Oh, uh, did you know that actually uh, Marcus Smart and Aaron Baines aren't as good shooters as uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry? <laughs> Uh, if um, you just look at the usage rate of Aaron Baines uh, at, uh, uh, after the three-point line, it's just, like, way lower than Clay Thompson, and Clay Thompson's having a bad year. So, like, how can we really say that Aaron Baines is doing good? <laughs> Cut to Aaron Baines' three-point shot where he, like, leans in over, like, his giant wingspan, like, to, like, the 20-foot tw- look line. Oh my god! He's shooting it with the tip of shot. He, shooting he, it with the tip of his fingers, no, like the he, whole time. He, no, Aaron Bain shoots threes like he's throwing a microwave. It's incredible. <laughs> like it's like ha- it's like yeah, half that and half like a shot put, just like yeah. <laughs> and I guarantee Aaron Bain can throw a microwave. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, next next headline. The Warriors still believe the Celtics are their biggest threat out east. This was uh, prior to uh, the exciting weekend game. Um, I'm I, I'm I'm coming around. I'm I'm inclined to um, agree that you know despite coming from the back, I think the Celtics are what still in fifth place um, in the Eastern Conference. I still think that when push comes to shove, I'm picking them to come out of the East. Yeah, you see, I didn't take that literally when they said that. I felt that that was kind of a shot to Houston and a shot to Toronto and a shot to the Lakers and Philly. They said when they said right that. out east. Oh, out east? Yeah. Well, I mean, basically, yeah, that is, I think that they were just saying, like, it's probably the Celtics, really. You know, like, tongue-in-cheek right. saying that. I don't really put a lot of credence into that that mention. I think they kind of just respect the Celtics and they respect Brad Stevens. So they're kind of just being... I don't know, Listen, zigging when everyone's zagging. They've, they've, they've when, you, the, when, you play, when you play a team tight every time. Yeah, that's what that I was going to bring up. Yeah. That sticks with you. And Because and, back in the day, back in the day, the uh, Bulls used to play Houston. And Houston used to beat on the Bulls, but Houston wouldn't make it to the finals. You know what I'm saying? But 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 it's rumor and legend out there that Michael Jordan say, man, I don't, I don't ever want to see Hakeem Olajuwon in the finals. You know what I'm saying? Like there there is legend out there that that quote was said, but nobody seems to have it. But it's it, it's legend out there. So you know, when you respect those teams that give you problems, and nobody seems to give uh, the Warriors problems like the Celtics do. It, it's just an uncomfortable basketball game when they play. It's not easy. Um, maybe they've had like one or two easy ones, but the other ones have been super tight. That, that game and, was a Marcus Morris three from from a Celtics win. Yeah, which yeah. is another, which is another example of teams that play small that actually are good against the Warriors because that's actually their weak spot when they have guard defenders who traditionally and uh, notoriously do not affect basketball games. Right. I, I will I will point out I think they destroyed them on the offensive glass that game. Right, like as the Celtics did, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Why not a super athletic team on the perimeter that could also beat the other side? Um, All right, Jeff Goodman, uh, an anonymous uh, Warriors player, saying uh, Gordon Hayward is killing the Celtics on both ends of the court. A little sleuthing later, it turns out that uh, Jeff Goodman's uh, got a pretty decent relationship with uh, one Draymond Green. 
Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Uh, next headline. Yeah, let's, let's keep that. <laughs> let, let's keep going. Yeah. Oh, I, I am. I am uh, rapidly losing hope that uh, Gordon Hayward is going to make a leap before the playoffs. Yeah, um, I think you might. I mean, I there's a might... long time. Yeah. Before the playoffs, we still got. I think we he, still got a couple months, but I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not. You know, he, he's he's saying that he feels a little bit more comfortable every month, but it's not. He, he doesn't look any remotely the same guy. Yeah, I I think he'll I think he'll eventually be better, but I just I don't know if that's going to be this year. Like at this point, it's, it's hard yeah. with this team. You know what I'm saying? He has a, he has a couple handful of games where he's like really top notch Hayward. We're getting Kyrie getting rest days and like like Horford like maybe they should shut down Hayward every couple days more. I don't know. It's I mean, confidence is such a big thing in, in, in the NBA. He's not he's not playing with confidence. Yeah, um, I don't think they have I don't think they have that option to not play him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, he, I don't think it's on the table. <clears throat> strategic rest. I mean, like like uh, Embiid doesn't play in back to backs. Like, and it's like a hard rule. I feel like if they did that more with Hayward, maybe, maybe there'd be a little more injury. I mean, the optics of a 30, 30 million a year guy not playing is just—it's just not good. I think there's just too much of a ceiling there to not yeah. constantly try it. As especially they can't. Yeah. Well, especially when you have chud fans like Boston. Did you guys see the the thing about the guys heckling him? He has like a dedicated heckler. Oh my god! Like at home, it was just like always. Like yelling at him about the money he makes. It's God. Uh, I, I love the Celtics, but man, our our fans sure can suck some shit sometimes. Headlines, headlines, headlines. How's this for a headline? Al Horford's a fucking boss. Hell yeah. So many headlines. Playing playing much better recently. Yeah. Almost almost like he was hurt. Almost like he was hurt. Yeah. It's almost like he got a minutes restricted lifted or something. Rest. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what did he get? Like eight or nine blocks against the Nets. Yeah, it, it was like uh, it was enough. I mean, he's averaging in his last six games, he's averaging like three blocks a game, and he always <laughs> he always was a good blocker though. It's just this like he typically so he'll go a game with like zero or, or several, but I mean we've seen a bunch of four and five block games from him. It, mm-hmm. It's so funny, like on like fast breaks or you know. Smaller guys think they have a chance against him, and he's such a good strong side shot blocker. He, he get he gets it every time. You can just see it coming yeah. a mile away. That Al, Al's got this. He's so good yeah. at it. He's he also gets a surprising amount of the time lord blocks, like the the blocks of guys who are just think they can get the shot off over him and they just don't. Yeah, on man on the strong side. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty impressive. That's that's more impressive to see. You know, a guy like Al, who's in his 30s, like, guys are trying to, like, disrespect him and, like, just try and get the shot up over him. He's like, nope. <laughs> no, not even close. I just, like, him and Smart working together in space and just communicating without, like, using words is really beautiful. I know he's had a, a down season compared to the last two. Um, but to me, he, he's still, even with the injuries and missed time and the uh, lesson play, I, I still feel like he was deserving of a lot more all-star buzz. Yeah, Um, yeah. His regular seasons, I think, going forward, while he's on the Celtics, are going to be worse and worse. But I think we can expect a fully charged Al Horford. Yeah, I think any playoff run. The peak is still there. Like we can still get that Al Horford who shot like what 
sixty percent true shooting for <laughs> the playoffs. Well, he looks. I mean, it, it, he just he looks great right now, just physically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Had to rub some uh, yeah. some azurite on his his third chakra. Really it's, it. it's it's so funny that like we're at a point where like um it, like like Al Horford you he was this was supposed to be an albatross deal. It's so funny that like he's gonna hit like if if Al Horford opts in, everyone will be like, Yeah, sure, we're fine with paying thirty five million. Like <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's the appropriate value that we're getting back for Al Horford. So it's fine. Uh Kyrie was named an all star starter. No brainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, best guard in the East. To me, I think he's clearly taken the mantle of the second best true point guard in the NBA. And by true, I'm just excluding non cowards or something. Yeah, no, he, I mean he's better yeah. than Ben Simmons. Like so people, people have been like saying like, "Oh, Philly has like the two best players in the series." I, I think Kyrie um, is is the best player on either team. Um, I, I'd go that far. I, I think he's clearly cemented Ooh. himself. As a top ten player, I mean, you know, you got yeah. you got the Dude, big like seven. A, honestly, you got the big like seven, 15, and then they're a fifteen game winning streak away from him, like legitimately having an MVP case. That's yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah, it, it, I just yeah, the wins just aren't there. Um, although the, the net rating is, um, and that's yeah. generally more predictive. Everything else is. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, say better defense. The the rebounding is what's so fucking incredible to me. Like it's like. It's unreal. Like you'll see, he like regularly three times a game will come away from a rebound like where it's like him against like three guys between seven feet and like six nine and he'll come away with it. I mean, when you're His deciding between good. like Paul George, Joel Embiid, um, who else is is in that group of you know the like the second tier of guys? You know, I mean, Kyrie is the best bucket getter out of all of them, and. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what I really value. It's like, it's like, well, it's like, it's like him and I think of him and Steph. Like I was thinking about this during the Warriors game. Him and Steph Curry are like pretty similar at this point. But Kyrie, I think, might play defense better. <laughs> like you know, like he, Kyrie takes a lot of the same ridiculous three point shots that Steph Curry takes and makes them. You know, like at they have point. a pretty similar defensive game. That yeah. too, as far as you know, the way they play their defense playing lanes and really just having eyes on, a, like, head on a swivel defense. Steph, but, just, I mean, punishes, more size. Steph just punishes Easy. mistakes like no one else in yeah. NBA history. <laughs> I like I like his, Kyrie's assist. The leap, I feel like he's made a legitimate leap in, um, yeah. in awareness. He's making passes that are just, like, insane. Yeah, even though the Celtics are bricking a lot of these shots, he's, yeah. his assist numbers are still really good. Also, I, I he's the he's... only one making a haunted house movie. So Thanks. there's that. Uncle Boo. Yeah, I can't wait for him to remake Nutty Professor. This is a new Eddie Murphy, babe. It gets buckets. I want Kyrie to do Blade. Like, let's get Kyrie. Whoa. Yeah. I want Kyrie to remake The Matrix and Blade. Like, <laughs> The Matrix is the perfect movie franchise for Kyrie. Uh, there is no spoon. Could you see him saying there is no spoon and like very genuinely believing it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> dude. <Yeah. laughs> it has his energy. Probably. <laughs> Final hot takes. Things that you want to draw attention towards as we wrap up this show. Give me something yes. hot. Oh, uh, I don't have hot. T- I just wanted to run over like a quick starter package for people 
um, you know, proposing Anthony Davis deals or like thinking about this stuff real quick. Um, you know, you can use draft pick money. That's how um, you know it, that that'll be on the on the table for the Celtics. You know, I'm thinking specifically for the Kings pick or if the Clippers pick conveys. You know, um, probably be around five to four million, maybe even three million dollars. Um, they, they did that with um, the Kevin Love, Andrew Wiggins trade. You just got to wait a month. You agree to the deal, and you wait a month after they, you know, sign their um, their deal, um, so that you could do that. Um, also, I think people are bringing up like Terry Rozier sign-in trades. Um, there's a weird rule that yeah. There's a there's a weird rule called that used to be called base year compensation. I don't really know what it is. It's basically a rule specifically designed to disallow this. And basically, what it says is if you're signing a guy and you're over the cap and you're putting him in a sign and trade, um, their their money only counts for half of what it normally is. So you would need to sign Terry Rozier to like a 16 million dollar deal. Um, and the, you know the Pelicans have to be fine with paying Terry Rozier 16 million. Million dollars, um, oh, and, and it would only count, and it would only count for eight million dollars of salary though, um, uh. in the deal. So, you know, you have to be kind of overpaying Terry Rozier, which I, you know, Terry would be fine with. I don't know if he wants to play in New Orleans. We know Terry loves to party, so maybe. But then you also the Pelicans have to be okay with whatever, you know, they, they have to want Terry Rozier and think he's worth more money than pretty much anyone else on the market, which is, uh, I don't know, not as likely. So uh, to answer that question, that is possible. Um, but, you know, that that affects how much money you can involve there. Uh, my hot take is that I think that there should be more players. Instead of saying they want to play with Kyrie Irving, people saying they want to play with Anthony Davis, I think every NBA player should come out and say, I want to play with Marcus Smart. Because he's yeah. probably the dude that I want on my team more than anyone. I feel like one of these days, Draymond Green is going to come out and just say, like, Marcus Smart is who I want to play with, forces way to uh, – that's what needs to happen. Marcus Smart needs more cred because every time after games, the tough guys are the first ones to walk up to him. Him and Ed Davis were dapping up at the end of the game. I, and I was like, I bet you guys are best friends. Ed Davis and Marcus Smart probably get into some yeah. good. No, I really think – I, I honestly, the one of the main reasons I want to see a Warriors Celtics finals is I just want to see what will happen between Draymond yeah. and Smart. Like by the <laughs> yeah. end of the season, like there will be like some somebody will be suspended, and that's like that's not even a joke. Like one of those two guys is going to catch a suspension in the finals if 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 the Warriors and Celtics play like more than like five games, it will. It will be, there will be somebody will catch a suspension Dude, I just, between the two of those. I was just watching the Bruins game. And honestly, they broke out into a fist fight, and everybody in the stadium was on their feet, clapping at this spectacle. And the the parents of one of the players, the Boston player that was in the fight, also like crying. It was so moving to watch their <laughs> their kid just beat somebody else's face in, and they just went off for five minutes. And I was like, maybe that would be perfect for Smart. Imagine Smart in that scenario. It's that like modern day gladiator that, that sport. Is a <laughs> smart, is smart, but then he could come back. He could play, and like yeah. after five minutes, he can come back in the game, and it's good. It's good. You're, oh, you're fine. Just slap, slap on the ass. You're good. Smart as a hockey enforcer would be fucking incredible. Like there's, yeah. he's a defense. He's tall enough to be a defenseman. Like he could definitely. Dude, you would end everybody. <laughs> just nobody is six six and like two two thirty. Yeah. Like, 
missile. <laughs> yeah, but he could do backflips and kickups and stuff. He's yeah, probably quick he and athletic enough. Turn it into a blood sport. Everybody. Yeah, he could. He would like kick a guy with his skates on in the throat and just decapitate him. <laughs> like, yeah, it's too bad their uh, concurrent seasons are off. Yeah, put blades on Marcus Smart's feet. See what happens. <laughs> oh God. That's my hot take. Put blades on Marcus Smart. <laughs> See what uh, happens. I do think that Anthony Davis is going to be a Celtic next year. Um, Two. I, uh, I I think we're going to get through the trade deadline um, with no deal. And big Fuego take. And now, um, we got to be careful though. And the Char- and, and you know Charlotte lottery is lurking with Cody Zeller. And you know so. the lottery luck means you know. The, a team that's that's going to acquire Zion is is most likely not going to uh, want to give him up for Anthony Davis. They're probably just going to you know rather I, well, get eight or nine years of team. Control. What if the Suns get Zion? Like, what do they that's do with Zion, Aiton, and I don't know every other first round Booker? Do you guys that's want a weird team? You guys want me to really speak some evil? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What if uh, what if the Sixers get Zion? Like. Like that—that that could hypothetically that—that's possible. That happens. I would take Zion over any young player in the NBA, younger than Giannis. Let's even say. Tatum. I would Zion or Tatum. I would, I would, take, Zion. I would take him. I would take him one. I take him over Luca. Yeah, that's Zion that one's that one, That one's the closest. Yeah. Him, him versus Luca, I guess. But I mean, it's really cool seeing a redwood tree dunk. He's just so, <laughs> so fat. Yeah, why didn't we talk about why, so why didn't we talk about Mavs, the Simmons of Bills' favorite team to trade? Why don't they trade Luca for AD, man? Or or I actually like thought about that and like that, that like then you but then you don't have anything again. But they would have cap space, so they have Harrison Barnes and DeAndre yeah. Jordan. Um, I got nothing else, so let's wrap it up. I'm Ed Igma. That was Sam Sheehan. Lucky's Pipe. Efren. Zaire. We'll be back probably next week doing some more crazy stuff. Robert Williams going by the nickname Time Lord given to him by Weird Celtics Twitter. He does kind of make time stand still when he goes up for a block. That's what the Time Lords do, man. Homie, get on the grind like clockwork. Two for five or a dime, that's clockwork. Show